one thing that I noticed when I first got started was go out there and educate yourself, learn as much as you can, and then start looking at track records. That's the first thing I talk about when I get a new investor and I'm talking to them. Look at their track record. That's why we've got mm-hmm. our case studies out there for everybody to take a look at exactly what we are doing and we have done. You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families, and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Jason, how are you today? Well, hi, Max. Good to see you. Welcome to the Life and Money podcast. So here we go again. Typically, this is Julie and Annie. Today, it's the Max and Jason show on the Life and Money show. So pretty excited for us to be hosting this today. Me too. Yeah. In case anybody hears any noise in the background, the essence of being life and money, life is happening all around us. So you may hear some construction noise in the background. It's just what's happening in my house today. So hopefully that doesn't cause any distractions. So you can probably hear that. Hopefully the day's going well for you. I can tell you here in Chicago, we've actually got leaves starting to come out. The sun is out. There's no snow. So it is pretty great. How is it in Tulsa? It's also, we had five days of good weather, mid seventies, fantastic stuff. Yesterday we had a little rain come in, a little cloudy today, but we got green sprouts coming. It's almost time to start mowing out here. So it's uh, springtime. For those of you who aren't in the Midwest and you're on the coast where life is always beautiful every single day, in the Midwest, we have this thing called winter. So (laughs) we're just coming out of it. Thank goodness. Time for some warm weather. So anyway, glad to be here and chatting with you. Today, we're going to talk about cash flow and diversification. So we'll go through all that. But why don't we start off with a little bit of a background on the company? Most people that are on this podcast know what the company's all about, but it's always nice to refresh it. So the quick version, if you will, Max, jump Absolutely. In. Just like our Good Egg Lives on uh, every other Tuesday, we are Good Egg Investments, founded by Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb in 2018, both female real estate entrepreneurs that put a company together. And in the meantime, they have purchased a little more than 8,000 apartment doors. With that, a little over 39 plus acquisitions. 20 of those have went full cycle from purchase to operation to sale. We have also three diversification funds between hotels and self-storage and different things like that. We've got a little more than a billion dollars of portfolio asset, portfolio value, assets under management. And then with that, we've got a little more than $25 million of distributions returned back to investors. So they've done a lot of work in the past five years. So with that... Yeah, I was going to say the track record's great, but why don't you guide folks through? We get a lot of questions about track record and portfolio and all that. Why don't you guide folks through where they can get the info before we get into the discussion of the day and give people a background on that? Yes, sir. So you would go to goodegginvestments.com backslash portfolio. It's going to show you the most recent deals that we're in. It's also going to show you all of the deals that we have exited. You'll be able to see purchase price and sale and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, goodegginvestments.com backslash portfolio. Yeah, great. Lots of good details in there. Always fun to go through. It's a good time to go through 20 acquisitions that we've gone full cycle on and get to look at the numbers and start dreaming about what the future can hold too. So that's a fun exercise. Right now, we do have an open fund. So trying not to make this an advertisement, but let's talk about where people can get information on that. The Good Egg Wealth Fund too. So Max, point them there. Yes, sir. GoodEggInvestments.com backslash fund two is a multifamily fund. So apartments only. And it's a mix of A and B class properties in the Sunbelt. So if you want to know more about that, that's our current fund that's opened. And like I said, goodegginvestments.com backslash fund two. And then you'll be able to reach out. If you sign up on Syndication Pro, you'll be able to speak to either Jason or myself, and we can tell you everything about it. So cool. 
Thanks for doing that. So let's talk about the topic of the day, cash flow protection and diversification. So the whole thought today was to discuss things from a very personal side. The lens that we always talk from is a very personal lens because both Max and myself come from an investment background. Just like everybody who invests within Good Egg Investments, we are limited partner investors in other deals all over the place. So a lot of my background I want to, Max, I hope you can give a little bit of background on yourself too. But part of my background is I had my own investment firm. We opened up a couple of funds and we focused on healthcare assets. So personally invested with a lot of partners in medical office buildings and surgery centers all over the country. And then over time, I've also bought quite a few units in multifamily and I've even been involved in hotels many times. So that's a bit of my background. So just like everybody else, I'm an investor and I'm very focused on short-term cash flow, long-term appreciation. I like to look at my portfolio and I start to dream and I start to think about what things could be. So I'm no different than anybody else. It's all about money that's flowing in. And hopefully we've made some smart decisions over the past decade or so that'll turn into something over time. But you've got quite an investment background yourself. So what's your background like? Yes, sir. Yeah. Like you said, I'm out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I'm a Midwest Property values are much cheaper than they are in California or Florida, for that matter. And so as a school teacher, originally, I was able to amass a good amount of properties once I left the education business and got into sales. And I was able to purchase a a massive amount of uh, single-family homes in the Tulsa area and then ventured off into a smaller multi-42-unit apartment complex. And then when all that sold a few years ago, I'm going to say almost fully invested in multifamily. I am diversified to an extent, but I've got a very, very large portion of multifamily. So I believe in it. It's a very, very strong belief of real estate that is going to do well in the long term. So I've got that. I've got some only in the Tulsa area. Do I do some uh, private lending? That's for my cash flow. And then let's see what else. I've got an ice cream shop in uh, St. <laughs> Petersburg, Florida. Doesn't everybody. Sure. And it's, uh, Absolutely. it's great cash flow. Great yeah. cash flow. And then I also have a, a DJ and photo booth business that I've owned for the past 13, 14 years very hands-off. I'm an owner and that's a very consistent stream of cash flow. So I diversify the best I can. I think you're an amazing case study. We've talked about this many times, but I think if you were part of the Harvard Business School, we could do a case study on Max McGurk, just talking about interesting ways of diversifying a portfolio and creating cash flow. The first time that I heard about the, the ice cream shop and everything else, I was kind of amazed. And part of the interest to me in your story is that you did a lot of this while you were a school teacher. So the whole point here is a lot of the folks, whether it's me or you or the folks that invest with us, it's not only for the super wealthy. This is for normal everyday folks that make good decisions and start investing small to large amounts of cash flow that they already have and make smart decisions. And over time, this can turn into quite a portfolio. And you're a prime example of exactly that happening. Just so everybody knows, Max is he's more of a guru in investing than what he leads on. The guy's been around a lot of stuff. So it's fun to work with him on a daily basis. We have a good time. So anyway, thanks for sharing that background. That's uh, really cool stuff. So today, the topic that you and I had posed was the idea of protecting our cash flow. It's something that everybody wants to talk about these days. So whether it's investments that we currently have within Good Egg Investments, or we get calls on a regular basis about deals that people are invested in that have nothing to do with it. And you and I both get these phone calls where people ask for our advice and they say, gosh, what would you do in this situation? I've got this happening. I've got this happening. So capital preservation is a big deal. Cash flow preservation is a big deal. So from a cash flow perspective, I'll put it out to you. You've done a pretty nice job of diversifying and creating that cash flow and you buoyed it up. So if there's some things that maybe fall a little bit, there's something else to catch it. And you've always got something coming in from your investments. In this cycle that we're in today, 
if people ask you for advice, what do you tell them? What do you point them towards? I mean, is there one thing that you say, well, maybe it's your friends or a cousin that you've dealt with over the years and they come to you because they know that you're this investment guru. What do you say to them? I always tell them real estate. No matter, there's 10 different ways to get into real estate, but I always tell them real estate and there's different strategies. There's I always try to say to people when they're purchasing a property or doing something, you got to have multiple exit strategies. And so when we're talking about cash flow and diversification, I think if you put all of your eggs in one basket, you're putting yourself in harm's way, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. So let, let's just say like I had $100,000 and that was all I had to my name. Mm-hmm. We could make that smaller because not everybody does have $100,000. So we could say $50,000 and you put it all in one investment and that investment doesn't go well then you're in harm's way. You've hurt yourself. So I've been able to put myself in different situations. I'm a huge believer. I told you, I've got a seven figures of net worth that are in multifamily. I've got a very mm-hmm. large amount of money in multifamily and I know it's going to do well. But sometimes on the front end, like one of the deals I'm in, I was told for two years, you're not going to see any cash flow. Right. And I understood that. I signed the PPM and moved forward. In the meantime, I was able to put other cash, smaller amounts of cash, into let's call it private lending, ice cream shops and things like that, that I knew were going to spit off a larger chunk of cash flow in the front end, but mm. probably didn't have a huge back end profit split in the back. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like for instance, my ice cream shop probably kicks off about a I think it's a 12.5% monthly return. It's a good cash flow return. You get 12.5% off an ice cream shop? Every single month. Man, we yeah. should all be investing in ice cream shops. Yep. That sounds great. Yeah. And so that's good. It wasn't a huge investment. I think I might be forty-five dollars or $50,000 in it. It's not a huge mm-hmm. amount, but it's a mom and pop shop. Anyway, it's a great deal. Does it make sense to go take a million dollars and throw it at the ice cream shop? It doesn't. Probably not. You know? <laughs> no. So I do some private lending here in Tulsa. I've got to be able to see, touch, and feel it. So I know that somebody's not asking for $500,000 on a $50,000 house. And so mm-hmm. I can keep my eyes on that kind of stuff and it's consistent cash flow because I'm the first lien position. So those are good opportunities for me. And so those are good, quick cash flow things. 12 months or yeah. less generally is what I'll do on those. So yeah. the point is that everything that you touch has a cash flow component to it. And some are much larger than others. Not everything's going to be a home run on the short term. But if you position yourself appropriately and diversify across a number of investments, hopefully we all put ourselves in a good position. So I think that's got to be the key. I think I face the same thing because I've been in real estate for so long. I've got family members or friends who often come to me and say, gosh, what should I be doing? And everybody reads the news that's out there. They pick up the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times and they see some commentary about what the Fed's doing and everybody thinks that the world is imploding. But the reality is I keep telling folks that real estate typically over time is one of the best investments. I always point to, again, I'm in Chicago. We've got a few billionaires here in Chicago. And if I look at the background of most of those billionaires, where have they made their money? Guess what? It's real estate, right? So it's not a very difficult equation. Typically, somebody made an investment in something and then grew that investment and then made another investment. And guess what? Over a couple of decades, it turns into a gajillion dollars. So we can all point to these scenarios that have happened. So for me in my life, that's the decision that I made long term. And for the most part, it's worked out. Not every time, but for the most part, it's worked out. And I think that it always goes back to that phrase that we've talked about many times, which is real estate is never cheaper than what it is right now. It's just an anecdote that says real estate, if you buy it today, it's most likely going to appreciate three, five, seven years down the road. It's a long-term game. If people are looking for that short-term gain and say, I want to invest $100,000 today and I want it to be worth $200,000 in six months, you know what? 
real estate might not be for you. But real estate over time typically appreciates. Not 100%, never guaranteed, but typically it always appreciates. So for me, it's always worked out. My grandmother was a real estate agent and my mom is, and so is my sister. And I remember great memories as a kid traveling around and looking at all these houses and where the homes of the rich and famous type of stuff. And she used to tell me, buy dirt because they're not making any more of it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a very smart piece of advice there. That's true. That's true. Once houses get built, it's pretty tough to redo them. In terms of diversification, I don't know if I've ever asked you, do you have any money in stock? Very little. I lost my shirt in uh, crypto and not a very proud moment for me. I didn't understand it, didn't know what the heck I was doing with it and threw some cash into it and said, what's the worst that could happen? Well, guess what? I lost 80% of the value and then I got emotionally tied to it and I just decided to sell everything. So I accepted the loss, which is a horrible thing to do, but I just wanted out. I wanted nothing to do with it. I still have stock and some of it has done quite well, but I've invested in a couple of car companies over the past couple of years, which haven't done all that well. So the only thing in my portfolio that consistently does well is real estate. Mine's not all multifamily, but over time, real estate's real estate and it all tends to appreciate. There's some momentary glitches. I took an investment in a couple of office buildings a few years ago. Those took a bit of a hit, managed to get out of those when things got tenanted up. But for the most part, everything does tend to go up over time. Yep. Glad I asked you on the stock stuff. I bought stock twice in my life and I always buy when it is like the world is falling. So pro tip, (laughs) buy low, sell high. (laughs) You know, I think I've heard that somewhere in a book somewhere. I'll have to look that up and see it. The two points I bought was when the 08, 09 recession was happening. And I remember the stock, it was a dividend stock. I remember buying and it was like the top price. It was at like $65 a share and I was buying it at $15 a share. Well, that happened in 08, 09. And then yet again, March of 2020 comes along and I took 25 grand, threw it at the same stock at the very bottom and it tripled. I sold last year. So, but that's the only time I buy. And I literally put enough cash in there to know like, Hey, if I lose 25 grand, I expect to lose all of it. Yeah. Well, and that's the unfortunate thing when you're buying stock, it's the hurdle that I could never emotionally get past. When you're buying stock, the value of that stock, that unit can go away. You can lose a hundred percent of it. Whereas with real estate, my thought process is that there's There's a physical asset behind that. If you're investing in a company, yeah, there's kind of some physical assets in that company. But for the most part, you're just buying a piece of paper. You're buying a share in that company. And if management doesn't do a good job of managing that company, it can go away overnight. And I can give you umpteen case studies where that exact thing has happened. But for me, real estate, there's always the physical asset component to it where I feel safer with it. It's not guaranteed. It's not 100%. But I like the idea that you've got that physical asset behind the scenes. And like I said, in my portfolio, the only thing that's done well consistently over time, real estate. It's real estate. Yeah. But the diversification piece, and I'm sorry, I've gotten way off topic. I went off on a tangent, but the diversification piece. So you have diversified with some really interesting pieces. Yeah. You've got real estate, but you go to the polar extremes and go to things like ice cream shop. Maybe the typical investor doesn't want to get involved in ice cream shops. Maybe they do. Maybe from this podcast, they'll decide ice cream shops are where I'm going to spend all my money. But just in diversification, if somebody's looking today, and they're looking to invest with us, somebody that's been following us for a while, they've got $100,000, maybe $200,000, and they want to diversify. How would you suggest that they look at things? I mean, do you just flatly say, hey, whatever good egg has got, it's where you should go? Do you take a look around? Who do you believe? What resources do you look at? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I think you've got to you know, take a well-rounded approach and take a look at everything. And I think a lot of people that jump on our investment portal, they've probably looked at many other things out there, right? And so we're not the only. We're not the only syndication group. We're not the only one doing hotels. We're not the only one doing multifamily. I think one thing that I noticed when I first got started was go out there and educate yourself, learn as much as you can, and then start looking at track records. That's the first thing I talk about when I get a new investor and I'm talking to them. And they're like, oh, I found this one group. Look at their track record. That's why we've got Mm -hmm. our case studies out there for everybody to take a look exactly what we are doing and we have done. If you're trying to invest with a group and they've never had a property go full cycle from purchase to operation to sale, I would beware. I don't ever want to be anybody's guinea pig. And so those are the things I search for. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. So then you start finding a few people, a few groups that have done well and they've had a great track record. Dig in further. One thing that I like to say that we do a very good job in this podcast, a lot of the other things we do is we educate our investors. I think education is the best way for people to understand real estate. The normal person that just has a nine to five job that just contributes to their 401k and has no idea what's going on, they need an education. I think you have to immerse yourself in real estate and and the specific types of real estate that you want to invest in. So to answer your question, I still believe that multifamily is a wonderful investment strategy. It is one of those things, like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. When we talk about our multifamily stuff, it is a five-year investment. You're not going to get rich in six months. You're probably not going to get rich in two years. But in five years, your investment is going to be much more in value than it was five years before. So if you're looking for something cash flow, I'll make it quick. If you're looking for something cash flow heavy, that's probably not huge proceeds on the back end, our hotel option is fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
Tell yeah. everybody what our last three quarters of hotel distributions have been like. It's really interesting because I think we've spent so much time over the past few years in multifamily. We're all very used to this. And what's happened in the world of multifamily is cash flow at the beginning, because most of what we invest in has a value add component, which is amazing. That's where you get a, a bunch of the value on the back end. That's how we create yep. our appreciation. But what that means is a lot of money is being spent in the first year, possibly the second year to get that value add created. So the short-term cash flow can sometimes be, let's say, a little bit lower than what people mm-hmm. would like otherwise. And what we typically see is on a multifamily project, the cash on cash returns, you know, the physical money that people see in their pockets based on their investment until we end up selling at some point, that true cash on cash can be 5 to 7%. In the first couple of years, it might even be lower than that. But that's because all that money is being spent on the front end. So what we've been able to do is we internally, within the world of Good Egg, we've diversified and brought in hotels. We have found a tranche of hotels that makes a lot of sense. They're not necessarily sexy hotels. They're what's called select service. They're just outside of the major metros. They're typically 100 to 120 rooms. They're Hilton properties, Marriott properties. But you know what they do? They create massive cash flow. And for us as investors, this is where it gets exciting because now, whereas on a multifamily project, maybe you see four or five percent the first year or two on a hotel property, you're seeing 10, 12. 13% 13% very first year. People get excited about that. So you get past the idea of, well, it's in central Illinois or it's in central Indiana and it's a hundred room Hilton hotel and a not a sexy market. But when it's spitting off 12% in the very first year, all of a sudden it's sexy. So that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And if you can bolster your portfolio with having some of that, along with the multifamily that you know is going to appreciate over the next four or five years, it really turns into a nice portfolio and a well-seated portfolio that has true room for expansion. And outside of that, we've been talking about other ways to diversify, and this is where it's going to get fun. And I'm super excited on these podcasts and also on our Good Egg Lives going forward. I want to talk about alternative assets and possibilities outside of what we've typically done. So I guess I don't want to get into all the specifics of it, but why don't we talk about it for just a second? Alternative investments. It might not be 100% real estate. could be tangential to real estate. It could be things dealing with the oil and gas industry, for instance. It could be devices that work along with office buildings. It could be maybe industrial types of buildings. It could be development. It could be a mix of all of that. But what's interesting is if we start getting into different asset classes or different combinations of asset classes, we can create different levels and tranches of cash flow that could get really exciting. So if we can put this together in the right way, now I'm excited about being able to put together an investment envelope, an investment portfolio, along with our investors to be able to really buoy up that that cash flow. And instead of saying, I'm only getting 4% or 5% over here, but I'm able to get 20% over here, maybe there's some mix. If at the middle, you can across your portfolio, get somewhere around 9, 10, 11%. That sounds pretty great, especially on a short-term basis. Yep. And you know, the fun thing is, this is just something we actually heard about earlier today, and I heard it from you. And might just tease this out there a little bit. We have some opportunities coming up for our non-accredited investors because we know yeah. everybody out here listening, they're not all accredited. Yeah. So we've got some good opportunities for you as well. Yeah, it's something we've been working on for so long. I mean, I know you've taken a million calls on this. We have such a great group of investors who follow us on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, and they gobble up all of our education. They're very involved with our podcasts and all of our webinars, and they ask a lot of questions. There's a good percentage of folks that follow us that 
are just on the cusp of being accredited. But because they don't fit the regulations within the world of the SEC, they haven't been able to invest with us in at least two years. For us to be able to put this together and offer up these investments to folks that don't necessarily meet the full criteria of the SEC, but they have cash that they can invest and want to invest, it's a big deal. So it's pretty exciting to be able to put this out to folks. Now, we're just now crossing that hurdle. I think we've finally figured it out and we've figured out how to put this out there. It's probably going to be another three weeks away. But for those of you that do fit into that non-accredited category or sophisticated investor category, we're here for you. And we're trying to put this together. And we're excited to have you part of our whole world and start investing with us. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. So with that, that's kind of our perspective on diversification and protecting cash flow. It's obviously very important to Max. He's done an amazing job within his own personal world. I've tried to do the exact same thing. For me, it's about my kids. It's about my extended family. I have a lot of friends who have invested with me over the years, and I try to diversify everything. So diversification and protection is critically important. And I think it is for almost everybody who's listening to this. The fun part about it is, like you said, we're not just sponsors out here telling you what to do with your money, right? Uh, We're not financial advisors. We're not CPAs. We're nothing like that. We are just like you. We, Jason and myself, we're investors no different than you, right? We're investing in these deals. We're investing in deals previously. We are no different than you and I. We're you. We're investors. And it makes us real people. We put our pants on just like you do. You know? <laughs> we should go into like Us Magazine or Us Weekly, whatever that is. And we're just like the celebrities. We're just like every parents. No, it's yeah. all fun. But that's absolutely true. I mean, we're out here investing alongside of all of our investor partners and we're looking for the same appreciation that everybody else has. Yeah. So let's give everybody the way to truly get connected within the world of Good Egg. The number one thing is become part of our investor club. <laughs> and where do they do that? Max, take it away. <laughs> Yeah. Our next step is uh, goodegginvestments.com backslash invest. And what's going to happen at that point, you're going to get a phone call from a 918 phone number. It is not spam. It is Max McGurk and I'll be calling you. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have a quick conversation. I'll hit you up with a follow-up email if you don't answer. But we just want to thank you for being part of it. We've got a lot of really neat things that we do and love to share it with all of our investors. So that's yeah. our next step. So goodegginvestments.com backslash invest. Yeah. How about if they want to send us an email? Yeah. Investor relations at goodegginvestments.com. We also have a toll free number of 888 830 1450. You can call us or text us. If you get in good with us, you might get one of our cell phone numbers. It's only for very special people. So, those of you who have our cell phone numbers, consider yourselves special. No, absolutely. We'll give them to anybody. We're thrilled to connect with anybody and everybody. It's what we do all day long. So, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And email is probably the best investor relations at goodegginvestments.com. That actually goes to the two of us. We do have some other team members who answer that along with us. But for the most part, it's Max and Jason. So, please reach out with any questions, set up times with us. We're always thrilled to chat. And that's it. So thanks for joining us on yet another episode of the Life and Money Show. Hopefully this was worthwhile for everybody and we'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to the Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.